0: On the season two premiere of The Spartan Life, we attempt to navigate the high school's new traffic circle. Oh, and there's somebody coming behind him. Oh, my God, almost hit him. Oh, that's why you don't stop in a traffic circle. What is he thinking?
1: And then we sit down with junior class president Cameron Hines as we talk about his involvement with TeenWorks.
2: We're helping young people to get involved in their community while simultaneously building connections and skills of our own. So who can beat it, really?
0: And finally, we talk to Mrs. Kane, the health and phys ed teacher who drops a bombshell announcement.
3: You know, it's a big secret. And if I let it out, I don't know if I'd be allowed back in there. DJ, howdy howp,
0: hit that theme. (laughs) Welcome to The Spartan Life, where we explore what it means to be a part of the Southern Lehigh family.
1: And we attempt to cover all of the sweet, sweet goodness that is Southern Lehigh High School in 30 minutes or less.
0: From first hand coverage of exciting experiences, to intimate discussions with some of your favorite teachers, to inspirational interviews with
1: diverse students on unique journeys.
0: That's right, great students accomplishing great feats.
1: We'll do our best to hit all of the highlights.
0: But inevitably, we will fail. Because there's so much to celebrate, we're afraid your brains would simply melt if we tried to cover it all. We're your hosts. I'm Mr. Castagna, And I'm Mr. Howe. Join us as we venture into the heart of Southern Lehigh High School, one interaction at a time, on The The Spartan Spartan Life. Mr. Howe, did I at any point last year say, I'll be back? I, I think I heard that once 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 an episode or two well if I if I did or i I didn't we are
1: season two of the spark How do you feel to be back, Mr. Howe? I'm excited. I'm ready to get started this school year. I'm actually ready to start teaching, get back into a little bit of a routine. Not that I didn't have a great summer, but, you know, I'm ready for this.
0: It has been a joy seeing all of my new students' faces and getting to know them. They seem to be bringing the right energy and a lot of positivity, which is great because that means I have to up my game and uh, perform at the top level. But uh, you're right. Summer was really
1: good. What would you do over the summer? I went camping. I went to the beach, the normal stuff. What about you? I went to Italy.
0: Yeah. The motherland. Somebody's mother. I'm Italian, but I don't really have strong connections to my roots.
1: Because this is an audio only podcast, you can't see, but he also has a new new facial haircut. I don't know if that's what we call it
0: or not. A facial haircut. I did uh, change my look. Yes. the, The hair basically traveled from my face to the top
1: of my head. That's better than the opposite.
0: Yeah I originally had facial hair And I would shave my head I was 25 years old And I felt that I looked too young I looked too much like the kids So I did all of that to look older and then I looked in the mirror one day and I realized, yeah, I,
1: don't, I don't need it to look older anymore. We're going to have to change all of our merchandise now. You do realize that, right? Yeah, I don't look anything like the guy no, on the poster. not at all.
0: Yeah, so hey, if you do graphic design and you'd like to create a new profile pic for us to post on all of our social media outlets, uh, the uh, the gauntlet has been dropped. Alex Becker, I'm pretty sure you're still listening, so uh, hook us up, man. Guaranteed we get an email from him. Anyway, we've got a great episode for you as we see... Dead in the Zinger, we are going to tackle the challenge of all challenges at the beginning of this year. We are going into the traffic circle. I'm a little nervous about that, to be honest with you, Mr. Castagna. I, th- I think you'll be okay. One thing I definitely want to talk about with the traffic circle is it's called different things in different places. In English class, we call this dialect. In different regions of the country,
1: we use different words. Oh, nice. Where are you from, Mr. Hal? I'm from Maryland. What do they call a traffic circle down there? We, we don't have traffic circles in Maryland. Not one? There no. isn't one traffic okay. circle? there's one. but And, and I, it's called? Uh, we call it the circle in front of the park. All right, fair enough. Um, I've heard it referred to as rotary or a roundabout. I'm looking forward to this instruction because I've had trouble there the first couple of days of school. All
0: right, so we'll see if you can handle it. Good luck, Mr. Haup. Excellent, thank you, sir. We are live on location. We are approaching the high school's new traffic circle. Now, Mr. Haup, We are very excited to explain to all of our listeners the proper etiquette for navigating a
1: traffic circle. I mean, it's easy, right? I mean, it cannot possibly be difficult at all. Well, let's educate our listeners and see how much you do, in fact, know about this, Mr. Halp.
0: I've got a list of questions I printed out from Google. Excellent. And as we know, Google is always right.
1: (sighs) Lay it on me, man. I'm ready. I got It's on the Internet. It's true. I got this. This is easy.
0: So we're going to go in the order ...in which these steps should transpire. First, true or false? In a traffic circle, traffic moves in two directions. Ah, false. That is correct. Duh, it's a circle. Anybody who has driven through this circle thus far knows you've got one lane of travel and it moves to your right. That's correct. If you are at any point going left in this circle, you have made a mistake and something horrible is about to happen only go right. You ready for your next question? I'm ready. Lay it on me, man. I got this. Okay. Part of the challenge of a traffic circle is to enter the traffic circle, you have to navigate a yield sign. When approaching a yield sign, you should A, stop, B, proceed as you would with a green light, C, sound your horn, or D, yield. I think you should. Mm, This is a tough one. Uh, D, yield. Okay. Of course. Obviously, you yield. But, Mr. Halp, what does it mean to
1: yield? To oncoming traffic you just watch for what's coming on your left and if everything's clear you can proceed through there's no need to stop there's no need to sound their horn there's just slow down a little bit see if anything's coming if not you scoot right on ran you got this easy and your final multiple choice question
0: before we send you into this traffic circle. i'm ready i got this man once inside the traffic circle how should you respond to vehicles attempting to enter the circle? Do you A, stop for them, B, ignore them, C, let them in, or D, be aware of them but proceed without slowing or stopping? D. Very good. I mean, these are not worded right. That answer choice was much longer and more detailed than all of the others. By the way, students, if you ever notice that on a test? That's a gimme. A teacher should know better than to make one answer that is way longer and detailed than the others. But yes, be aware that other people are at yield signs trying to get into the circle, but proceed without slowing or stopping because you have the
1: right of way. Excellent, sir. I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm ready. I'm getting in my car. We're going to do this all now. right, let's get you in the car. This is a nice car. What kind of car is this, Mr. Carl? Oh, this is a Mazda. It's a nice one, you know, an old 2012. Now, right, why don't you rev that engine for us? Make sure she runs all right.
0: All right. She's purring like yeah, a kitten. We're good. We we're got good. this, now, man. You don't feel like you need a racing
1: helmet or anything Come like on. That? This is a traffic circle. I can do this with my eyes closed. I'm not going to, but I could do it with my eyes closed. All <laughs> right.
0: So here we go. First attempt. He's pulling away. All right. He is approaching the yield sign, and he, he, he's stopping. He's he got that question right. He knows he's not supposed to. Okay, he's stopping. He's checking for oncoming. Tra- There's nobody in the circle. Nobody in his left. Nobody in his right. Nobody anywhere, and he's still stopped. Okay. Oh, here, here comes a car now. And now, oh God, now he's gonna try to go. Oh my God. Oh, oh, oh Okay. Oh, that was really close. He's he's coming back around. He's gonna tell us what happened.
1: Mr. How, what what happened? You you got to the I yield sign. I froze, man. I froze. I know I'm not supposed to stop at the yield sign, but I froze. And they, I don't and know. You, you went
0: when the car was coming. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I, I don't you, know, man. I
0: think you panicked a little there. I, think you I did. It's okay. I did. So I catch your breath. Out. Freaked out. Catch it's a breath. circle,
1: man. We catch don't have breath. those in Maryland. I never drove up driving around them. I don't know. Are you trying I just to froze.
0: Second. I'm, I'm going to talk to okay. our listeners. <sighs> Find my Take happy Take a deep place. breath <sighs> Find and, my and get yourself place. ready for a second go-around. So, again, what have we learned there? You don't stop at a yield sign. You yield at a yield sign. You roll up, you take a quick look. Get it together, Nobody there, you go. Otherwise, it's dangerous. Get it together. Let's go. Come on. All right, you ready, Mr. (gasps) Hal? Yeah. You ready? I got it. Second time. Sure, you don't want that racing helmet. No, I got this. Come on. All right. We got this. Okay, second attempt. Here we go. He's rolling up. Oh, oh, he's not stopping this time. He is looking to his left and looking to his right, very cautious, and he rolls right on in. Nobody's coming. All right? He is proceeding around. He has passed the first turn. He is approaching the second turn where the middle school traffic enters. Oh, and he's stopping. He is stopping. He's letting the person from the middle school. Oh, and there's somebody coming behind him. Oh, my God, almost hit him. Oh, that's why you don't stop in a traffic circle. What is he thinking? All right, he's, he's coming back around. We're going we're gonna to get his thoughts. Mr. Alp. what... what I mean,
1: you, you got the yield sign that time, but, but then you stopped. You had the right of way and you stopped. It's like two steps forwards and one step back. I don't know, man. I was trying to be nice because that's the way us Southerners are. We're nice, we're polite. I wanted to let them in. I thought, well, they can go ahead of me. There's no one behind me. I don't know, man. Tra- listen, traffic... Is not about being polite. It's about being correct. I do
0: this. If you do the incorrect thing, polite or impolite, it's dangerous. I can so do you, this. You have the right of way in the circle. Do not stop to let people enter. Test.
1: It was on the test. It was I on knew the- this. All right,
0: listen. You got this. All right. So, so here's what we're gonna do. Okay. This time, you're gonna enter. Okay. You're gonna go around. All right. You don't let people in. You have the right of way, and then you branch off and press the button. All right. Okay. I'll see you at Starbucks. Here he goes. Take three. He's going to branch off to Preston Lane. He's going to take the back way down to the promenade. He's going to get himself some Starbucks. All right. He's approaching the yield sign. He is appropriately yielding. He did not stop. He looked to his left. He looked to his right. There's nobody coming. He entered the circle. Yeah, he's passing the first turn. Didn't slow. Didn't stop. Passing the middle school entrance. Nobody there. He didn't slow. Didn't stop. And now he's going to... Brand- he, he's supposed to turn right. He, he's, still, he's, still, he's still going. He's coming around. I don't know. I don't know what to right. do. Right. I can right. he's, 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 he's still in the circle. He's going. And he's passing the first right turn. He's passing the middle school. Now here's his chance. He just needs to branch off to Preston. He's, he's still circling. Still circling. I can't, I can't. What's going on? I can't. I can't get out of this. All right, he's going, he's going, he's going around again. Okay, all right, he's yielding appropriately. Fortunately, there's no traffic. This is a good time of day to be doing this. Passing the middle school. Here comes the branch off to Preston Lane. He's just got to go to the right, and he missed it again, Mister. How?
1: What's going on? I don't know what to do. I can't get out of the circle. I don't know what
0: to do. Again. All right, all right, he's, he's going, he's going around again. He's going around again. Okay, okay. Uh, first turn. Okay. All right, nobody coming from the middle school, and, and he missed it again. He missed it. All you have to do is turn right, Mister. How. Uh, I, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cut. I think we have uh, demonstrated for our listeners what not to do. Uh, so we're just gonna let Mr. How keep so, circling. All right, okay, there he goes again. All right, uh, uh, this the Spartan Life album. All right, we are back in studio. This is Mr. Castagna. I'm happy to say. We did manage to get Mr. Haub out of the circle. Mr. Haub, how are you feeling after that experience?
1: Well, I learned a lot because I think when you make mistakes like that, that it's important to learn from your mistakes. And I realized all the things I should have done and didn't do. And I'm really sorry that Officer McLaughlin had to put down tacks on the ground to stop my car. Um, We're getting that fixed, so it'll be Okay.
0: Wow, you really do sound like you've grown from this
1: experience. Well, I hope to. I, I've, I've driven it. Sorry, PTSD, I can't talk about it. But I've I've found alternative ways into the school now. Well, here's hoping it's made you a better man. Speaking of better men...
0: Up next, an interview with a student who I'm pretty sure has no trouble with traffic circles. Do you remember who this is, Mr. Howe?
1: I do. It's Mr. Cameron Hines, president of the junior
0: class. He's going to tell us about a lot of things that he's involved in, most notably the Teen Works organization that he's going to tell us about right now. Enjoy. are sitting down with junior class president, Cameron Hines. That's junior class president among many other distinctions. How are you doing today, Cameron? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. How are you, Mr. Hal? Yeah, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks, Cameron, for sitting down with us today. Yeah, I'm very excited to dive into all that this young man is involved in. So as I mentioned, you are the junior class president. And I, I got to admit, I don't normally know who the freshman sophomore junior senior class presidents are i don't advise any of that and i'm not really aware of who wins those elections and what they do but i was aware of you you more than anybody else in recent memory really seem to pride yourself on being the junior class president and accomplishing as much as you can in that role you take it very seriously So I've always wondered, what does that look like? Tell us about your responsibilities and your goals as the president of the junior class. What does all of that look like on a day-to-day basis?
2: Well, again, Mr. and Mr. Haupt, thank you so much for having me here. Um, Historically, the class officers have not actually played a huge role in the school community, but my team and I have worked tirelessly these past few years uh, to reform our roles so that we can be as effective as possible for our classmates. So what that looks like is we hold about two meetings a month uh, we make uh, call, uh, phone calls to local businesses asking for fundraising dollars we are in the process of working with administration right now actually to get us more involved in more community engagement and we have countless other duties overall my role is to serve as the voice of the class of 2021
1: so compared to what it was like before you took office with your officers to compared to where it is now are you seeing improvements in the areas that you had hoped
2: Oh, absolutely. We, we've we raised, um, I forget how many thousands of dollars uh, for our prom. What we're seeing is we're seeing um, greater transparency with administration. We just got urinal dividers this year, which was a uh, big plus for us. <laughs> That's the opposite of being transparent, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That was you, huh? You were in charge of that?
2: Uh, yes, I was. I. Um, would like to take credit for that because uh, the class of 2021 and all of our great students in it, uh, we were very vocal about wanting to increase our privacy as students. And um, you know what better way to do that than to increase bathroom privacy? Uh, so we got urinal dividers, and I'm very happy about that.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, we have to break this down a little bit. That was a very polished, professional answer, which is exactly what I was expecting from Cameron Hines, uh, <laughs> given what I know about you and everything that I've heard about you. But let's unpack this a little bit. So you said you and your team now, when the actual president of the actual United States talks about his team, we know what's implied. Who is your team?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I work um, with uh, a terrific uh, team. I have Mrs. Bathgate as the class of 2021 advisor. Uh, Jack Zeitz is my vice president. Um, Suyan Jung is our treasurer. And Erica Wang is our secretary.
0: Now, when a president gets elected, he, has, uh, he picks his cabinet, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't get to pick your team. Um, So what is the experience like working with people who didn't necessarily get on board sharing the same vision that you have Or or maybe might not be as motivated as you are Not that the people you just described are not motivated But you seem exceptionally motivated How is it working with uh, a diversity of people?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, as you mentioned, I didn't get to pick my team, but it worked out anyway, because um, the class of 2021, they really selected uh, great leaders. So I am absolutely blessed to work with the people uh, who I do work with. Um, Jack and Sian and Erica and Mrs. Bathgate worked tirelessly for the students and the faculty here at Southern Lehigh, and I don't think that we could have it better any other way.
1: So we actually had the benefit of you speaking in front of the entire faculty and staff of the district, not just the high school, but of the district at one of our in-service days. And and it was like the future president of the United States was standing up there. Mr. Castagno, I don't know if you felt the same way. Oh, I did. Uh,
0: you had the look of... A guy who, since he was like four years old and heard what
1: president of the United States is, wanted to be president of the United States. So I know one of the things that you're involved in is the Junior State of America political activism organization, uh, the congressional debate team, FBLA co-president. So do you see yourself going into the direction of politics in in five or 10 years? I mean, what kind of
2: long-term goals do you have? Yeah, that's too funny that you would mention that, because uh, since kindergarten, I've always wanted to have a career in public service, uh, because there's no greater joy than to be able to work with people and for people to accomplish a common goal.
0: Stop right there. No five-year-old thinks that. Did you really have that feeling and that instinct and that impulse when you were five,
2: well, you know, when I was in kindergarten, I, since I've been in kindergarten, I've always loved people. And I've always loved talking and being in front um, of an audience and being on the stage. And then it developed, um, my kindergarten show and tell was actually reciting the 44 presidents uh, of our nation at the time Barack <laughs> Obama had just been elected. And it was, um, it was awesome You know, to not just be in front of my classmates, but to do something that I loved, which is talk about politics. Um, So I've always had this, like... Uh, very passionate interest in politics and in government and in public service. And when you couple that knowledge and that passion with wanting to be with people and wanting to serve people, it's always just um, seemed like a great uh, thing for me to get into politics. So I would absolutely love to get into public service later on.
1: So getting involved in some type of political field, I mean, that's no easy thing to do. That's no easy feat. Do you know what that's going to take for you moving forward? What to get into public office? Do you have a path in mind that you'd like to pursue?
2: Well, you know, my first experience in an elected office um, was when I was in middle school because Mrs. Halloran, um, who's the director of the middle school student council, uh, she was in charge of selecting 30 kids uh, to be in the student council in middle school. And I was very nervous because out of the 30 kids um, that got into student council in seventh grade, I was the only person who was not an athlete. So I was very intimidated, naturally, very um, nervous um, about what my peers would think about me. But it worked out great, and I, you know, I, I pride myself on being a pretty nice guy. And I think that my peers saw that ingredient in me. And um, regardless of my extracurricular activities, they wanted to um, support me in that. So I think that um, I've always just, just been myself. I've never fit any mold. So just by being myself, and um, by continuing on the path I'm on and being persevering, I think that anything is possible, including running for a public office. Where do you think
0: that interest in public service comes from for you? Is this something that was emphasized in your family? Uh, do you have role models that you looked up to when you were younger? Because like Mr. Haub said, most young people don't feel this way. So why do you think you feel this way? Why, how are you wired the way you are?
2: A uh, great question and I think the best way I know how to answer that is because my grandfather he was very active in public service. Uh, He was uh, an educator himself, and he eventually became um, the superintendent of the Whitehall School District, Whitehall Copley. And he was in that position for over 20 years. So I think his passion to serve and to lead others, and wanting to, and he actually attended Whitehall High School. So, you know, his um, passion and his uh, journey from being a student at Whitehall to being an administrator and really making a difference has inspired me to want to do the same. Not necessarily in our southern Lehigh community but in our community uh, overall as pennsylvanians and as americans and one of the organizations
1: that you're involved with right now is teenworks and you are the board secretary for that organization and and i know that uh, based upon the presentation that you gave to us that they our fundraising and then help with community service for teenagers, specifically within the community. How did you get involved with that mm-hmm. organization?
2: Well, Mr. Hanke, uh, he is our assistant principal at the middle school. He called me into his office one day after class and he told me that several of his family members uh, were very involved in TeenWorks and that they could use more members. So I went to a meeting in May of 2017, and I really liked it, Uh, so I started showing up more and more. We have meetings once a month, and I really enjoyed it, and I came to um, love it, as I do today. So we're we're helping young people to get involved in their community while simultaneously building connections and skills of our own. So who can beat it, really?
0: What do your responsibilities at TeenWorks look like on a daily basis?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, the TeenWorks Board of Directors meets at the Teamsters building in Whitehall on the second Tuesday of every month, so we have one meeting a month. Um, we have about 15 student members and 15 adult members. And then outside teens come to us looking for funding for their community service projects. They present their project, then they go into another room where we debate about how much we should fund them, and then we write them a check. Outside of our regular meetings, we usually meet about twice a month uh, ourselves just to do community service projects um, that we don't fund, but we're just getting out in the community.
1: And I would imagine that you've had the opportunity to hear a lot of teenagers' ideas about things that could make their community better. Is there any project that stands out in your mind as being really impressive?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, All the time. Um, uh, one that stands out in my mind is that a young man uh, came to us a few months ago with an idea to make uh, actually voting accessibility easier at his church where his grandparents vote. And obviously that resonated with me because I'm very uh, politically active and politically passionate. So to be able to do that, to, because many precincts are not fully um, handicapped accessible. So what he was doing was he created a concrete ramp so Voters would have an easier time getting in So I absolutely loved that idea And I was uh, fully behind it And I'm proud to say that we funded his project for $1,000 Which is our max
0: So you described it as listening to these pitches And then retreating into a room And then deciding who gets what amounts of money
2: Kind of like Shark Tank Kind of like Shark Tank Yeah
0: Now I can really picture it Is there a specific criteria That you as an organization Have in mind Do you share that criteria With the people who are applying Or is it totally random But like Shark Tank Like anybody can come in And if they wow us You get a thousand bucks How does it work?
2: So um, what you can do uh, to present to the TeenWorks board is you can go to the United Way's website. So I I believe if you just type in United Way TeenWorks into your search browser, um, our website will come up. And we have an application form on there. So what happens is um, as long as you fill out the application form, it's about two pages in length. Um, we ask that you, if you 're building a project that requires a lot of materials, you try to get find as many american made and union made materials as possible, but besides that, uh, anyone can come to us, any teen looking to make a difference in their community.
0: When you presented to the staff, you included a Teenworks commercial. Uh, that features among other members You And uh, to describe it for our listening audience Is an audio only podcast It's one of those things where There isn't any spoken language But a lot of buzzwords pop up And as the buzzwords pop up People are turning and smiling at the camera So was it awkward filming that And how did they direct you <laughs> and What was it like
2: Well yeah, it was funny because the director of the program, Daniela, she only called me the day before filming began, so I didn't have much time to prepare for it. Um, They had me walk around the Niz Center in Allentown in slow motion for about a half an hour. Um, So it was really embarrassing, but, you know, no doubt. But no one really seemed to mind, so that's good. I love that.
1: Just the picture of just really slow movement, like, huh?
2: Oh, it was very awkward, yeah. Well, that's what I want
0: to know. Did they put you in slow motion, or did they ask you to walk slowly?
2: No, they asked me to walk (laughs) slowly. And I thought that they could, because I was walking too slowly during most of it. So I thought that they could uh, speed me up in their, you know, camera line and editing software and so forth but they didn't that's right so, it, so it's just I, you
1: slowly yes <laughs> intentionally turning
0: towards the camera right did they ever yell cut and say sorry we need a bigger smile I didn't Um, believe that smile.
2: Yeah, we had to take, um, I think it it took three tries to get it perfect. There was also an interview portion that went into it, um, but the walking portion around Allentown, I think that took three tries. So it was a very uh, interesting process, no
1: doubt. See, we're making fun of it, but that's like legit what really happened. Yeah. That's great. That's a real
0: commercial right right there. Uh, Now, when I looked at the picture of the board of TeenWorks, it looked like I saw some other Southern Lehigh students. Are there other students from our student body who participate in TeenWorks? Uh,
2: yes. Um, TeenWorks currently has two Southern Lehigh students on its board. I'm the one and Grant Hagenbook is the other. Grant Hagenbook is also a junior uh, here at Southern Lehigh.
0: That was the other face I recognized. All right. So if you want to know more about TeenWorks, those are the two guys you can speak to. You can find Grant Hagenbook or you can talk to our good friend Cameron Hines. And Cameron, we thank you for joining us on The Spartan Life. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much, Mr. Castagna, Mr. Haupt. Thank you, Cameron.
1: <coughs> so if any of you out there are interested in learning more about teen works and maybe even getting involved, I'm sure Cameron Hines is the guy to go talk to.
0: Or you could send us an email, slspartanlife at slsd.org and we can put you in touch. He's now a friend of the show. <laughs> Mr. Castagna, do you know what's next? I am so excited for what's <sighs> next.
1: Bombshell
0: announcement. We have on the program phys ed And health teacher Mrs. Kane. She is going to share a huge surprise with our listening audience. I know, it was a surprise to me. I was shocked. This is a Spartan Life exclusive with Mrs. Kane. (sighs) Okay, we are very happy to be speaking with Megan Kane of the Phys Ed department today. How are you doing today, Megan? I'm
3: I'm doing well. I'm doing well.
0: It's good. For the benefit of anyone who has not been a student in your class, Tell us what classes you teach and what professional roles you serve.
3: So I'm the obviously the health and phys ed teacher. I teach for phys ed personal fitness, and I teach the individual and team sport class. Um, in health, I teach wellness both in the classroom and the online version of wellness. Um, and I haven't taught sports med um, last year, but I have in the past, the sports medicine class. Um, as far as professional roles, I'm the subject leader, um, you know, so I attend all those wonderful meetings and do the budget and things like that. But um, you know, I previously served as a um, one of the advisors for SAP. Um, but um, right now, just being a teacher and subject leader and enjoying it.
0: You mentioned you teach an online course. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Why do we offer that course online?
3: Um, a couple years ago, um, you know, I was approached and and asked, you know, would you be interested in, in doing this? So I kind of. Uh, well some new challenge something different so I started doing it and kind of evolved that way and it fell into well we can you know do this and offer this and um, I really tried to mirror it off the classroom and just you know basically the online type of version and um, it kind of just happened that way I just kind of fell into it and kind of took the bait when asked and and ended up doing it and it's it's been going well I just think it's it's another thing that we can offer our students because as you know as they go in college they're gonna have to take an online course at some point so um I think again the things that they can take from this first experience will be valuable in um in other classes, you know. Do
0: many students take it?
3: Um, I typically have about between 50 to 60 a year that take online online class. Wow. um, What do you think is
0: the the draw, the advantage of taking it online versus in the classroom?
3: um, A lot of them take it as a ninth class, so, you know, they could take that extra class. A lot of them do it to free up other space in their their, um, schedule so they could take an elective. I know a lot of the band and choral students, like, they need that space in their schedule or you know that's they're locked in a certain period so they they take that to free up and you know, take that extra class there but um and some students just prefer online learning so they they want that type of experience so.
0: you also said you are the subject area leader mm-hmm. for your department How did that happen? Did everybody kind of look to you and say, like, you're the most organized, you're the most focused, or did nobody else want it, or did you want it, and you were like, get out of my way, guys, I'm taking this?
3: No, it was kind of, um, when I first started, um, Mr. Ron was the subject leader. Yeah. And then as he, you know, um, got towards the end of his career, I think it was like 2010, he just said, you know what, I'm done with it, why don't, you know. When I was a younger teacher, I'm coming, and you thought, you know, this is maybe something that you'd enjoy, and... And take on. So he asked me one day, Would you like to do this? And again, I said, Sure, and just kind of fell into it and have been here ever since.
0: I, he probably saw something in you that I've seen, especially lately. Uh, the impression that I've gotten of you from faculty meetings is that you have a very strong and specific educational philosophy. And a lot of teachers have that, but you also are able to articulate why you do the things you do and what you feel is important very effectively. Um, Even if it's critical about teachers or students, the way we do something in the building, when you ask a question or make a statement at a faculty meeting, Everybody leans in. Everybody starts to nod. There's that like murmur that goes like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a really really good point, which is really hard to do. Most people who speak up at faculty meetings are just spouting personal nonsense that nobody needs to hear. Um, so what is your educational philosophy? Like what drives you you've been doing this as long as I have. Mm-hmm. You know, what what keeps you getting out of bed in the morning?
3: The students. You know, um, you know everything that I do is, is basically with their best interests in mind. So, you know, I think as a teacher, if you keep that in mind, and, and even if it's doing things that aren't the most convenient for you as a teacher, or, you know, if it's more time consuming, or, you know, it's just, it's not as fun for you to do as a teacher, but it benefits the student. Um, if, if if you keep that in mind, and, and which is what drives me, um, I, I think that I try to base all my decisions around that. And... You know, as far as trying to articulate what I mean and what's best for the kids, and I think that's important when you're explaining things to the kid, explaining well, why we're doing this and, and making it valuable for them and, and explaining the reasons why they're doing things, um, they're more willing to give a little bit more, more better effort and understand why they're doing it. And, and you don't get a million and ten, why are we doing this? Why? Are we, you mm-hmm. know? And I think they're more appreciative of that. And yeah. I, I think... That, that translates when I talk to the faculty and when I talk to my, my colleagues, you know, well, this is why, like, I, I think, and I think some people don't understand always why you do things, so just by simply explaining that clears up a lot of
1: misunderstanding yeah i've had the opportunity to serve on several committees Mm -hmm. especially when we went through the schedule change to get here to the block schedule and and we very much valued the opinion that you had brought to the table so that was really great i echo what mr Mm Castagna hears from everybody else as well nice compliment so i appreciate
3: that guys
1: now i want to pivot the conversation though because all of the phys ed teachers have their own office i want to know what goes on in that office inquiring minds really want to know
3: you know, it's a big secret. And if I let it out, I don't know if I'd be allowed back in there.
0: So what happens in the gym office stays, stays in, the gym in the gym office.
3: Gym office. But in, in all seriousness, like, you know, it's it's close quarters. You know, all our desks are in there. We spend a lot of time together in there. Um, and the good thing for us, we all get along. We enjoy working with each other. Um, and honestly, <laughs> it's just... The normal banter. We tell jokes, poke fun at each other. Um, But in the same sense, we're always there to help each other. So um, we all know what's going on, which which is nice because we're so close. We know what's going on in each other's classrooms. So if a student comes down for a driver's ed questions, typically I can help or one of the other driver's ed or, you know, if they come down looking for me, like the guys know where I'm at or or can help them in some way. So um, it's fun. Um, I think a lot of people always wonder what goes on in there but
0: um. you have your own wing of the building it, yeah. it's kind
1: of like their own little world yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean weeks will go by I don't see any of you and then all of a sudden you know Mr. Schrader will show up in the lunchroom and yeah like, with his what, giant what, jug what, of water what, that he yeah. carries what are, with you, what are you doing here it's, it's yeah. not like he's not welcome it's just we're surprised to see him out do of the ever feel do you ever feel a yeah, distance I mean, from the rest of the we staff we
3: actually joked with him the other day and asked him if he knew where to sit when he sat there because I know you know, teachers are very possessive for their lunch seats and which table, and you know, and and um, it, we had a conversation about you know, did you upset anyone or sit in their seat because <laughs> or did you ask? And we were all curious because you know we don't venture out into that faculty, like yeah. so we kind of had to you know learn the ropes from him. So if we ever do one day, we wanted to make sure we did it right.
0: When there's a free lunch, that's when I'll see Schrader.
3: <laughs> that's when you'll see us all. that's your all
0: job?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you're also um, a relatively new wife and mother, and and that has probably I've uh, imagine rearranged your schedule and your priorities an awful lot. Um, can can you tell us about that a little bit?
3: Um, yeah, it's been amazing. You know, I, I'm being a mother is everything I thought it was and more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have a really supportive husband, which has really made this transition back to work a lot easier. So. Um, Did you
0: take a year, six months? I took the 12
3: weeks. 12 weeks. I took 12 weeks. weeks. Um, So I was able to stay home with them, and, you know, we have a babysitter that comes to the house, so it's nice. And um, my husband gets him up in the morning. So, um, But like I said, my son is is wonderful. He's a good sleeper. He sleeps 12 hours a night. So I'm very spoiled in that way. That's clutch. Um, I know. I'm very, very spoiled. Now, that makes me
0: wonder, are there negotiations about a second one going on?
3: There is actually. Actually, you know, big news that December I'm, I'm due, so I actually am pregnant. Oh, oh, my God! Whoa, oh. Spartan Life exclusive! exclusive. So, or um, it's
0: just everybody knew about yeah. it and I just never get out of this class. No, I,
3: I really haven't. I mean, oh my God. The office people know, you know, my PE guys. Yeah. but Well, not congratulations! With, yeah, so, That's fantastic. Yeah, so, beginning of December, baby number two will be here, so. You, we'll
1: you know that you are spoiled with your first one.
3: This I one know, will not sleep know, the same
1: way. I know.
3: So. <laughs> Uh, I said
0: earlier that you've been doing this as long as I have. And by that, I mean exactly. We we mm-hmm. started the exact same time. So we came in. It was a pretty large group. Many of them have moved on to, yeah. I won't even necessarily say greener pastures, yeah. pastures for everybody, but other pastures. What do you remember about that year? Do you remember it being similar to what we do now? Was it really different? Does it feel like a long time ago?
3: Yeah, it feels like a million years ago. That's, that's how it feels like to
0: me. Like um, I can barely remember yeah. specifics.
3: Um, but... It, you know, it, I still get the same feelings as I did that first day, you know, before school starts, I still get very anxious, nervous, just excited to meet the kids. It's, it's funny because just going into year 17, we'll have the same feelings as year one, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. I have those, you know, nightmares that the kids aren't listening to me or, or I'm, you know, missing the wrong, I'm in the wrong class. So I don't think that'll ever go away as a teacher, but, um, I'm anxious to start each year, looking forward to it. Um, you know, the, the changes, you know, people have you know, a lot of people, coworkers, have come and gone, you know, but I think Southernly High is still just about the same, you know, like the kids, um, you know, we have great kids here. Um, I enjoy working here. So, you know, that part um, is pretty much the same.
0: You're right. All that stuff is yeah. the same. Like yeah. I start, I think about technology and yeah. I think about attention spans, but the type of student that we have, uh, has not changed uh, the kind of staff that we have has yeah. not changed if anything it's only gotten better
2: absolutely you know um,
0: we're a relatively young staff now mm-hmm. so any people that were like hanging on who'd been around for 35 40 years who were the relics of a bygone era they're gone now mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's really it's a really positive way to look at it and very accurate i think too so thank you for spending this time with us and making thank this you big so announcement yeah, well, on thank this you smart guys. Life. i
3: enjoyed it as so i listened fantastic. to you guys you know and and i feel fortunate to be on now
1: Excellent. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, so you probably already knew that. Yeah, she's she's showing, and uh, it's pretty obvious that she's pregnant.
0: We just we wanted to make it sound like we got an exclusive.
1: Maybe next week?
0: Yeah, next week, a Spartan Life exclusive. We just need to find one. Until then, that is it. This is the end of the Season 2 premiere. We are back. As always, if you have any comments, feedback, some suggestions of people we should talk to, we don't have a trivia question for this episode, but we will next time. Stay tuned.
1: The email address is slspartanlife at slsd.org. And don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts so on Instagram and Twitter at slspartanlife.
0: Until next time, be careful in that traffic circle.
1: on this episode of The Spartan Life. Roll that beautiful bean footage. What, it? what footage? Beautiful bean footage. Because that's like the bird's bee, um
0: Okay. I don't, I don't okay, What is that? Is that like a
1: southern thing? No, it's like a commercial with the dog, the talking dog that talks about the baked beans in the can. Uh, oh, oh, because it's an exclusive? That's, yeah, sure. I don't That's know. It's
0: kind of a deep pull. I this don't think anybody is, watches no, commercials. I don't think so
1: either. <laughs> um, this is a great outtake, though. This is good. This, <laughs>
0: this is, is good. a long good. one. Yeah. It's a long outtake.
1: <clears throat>